As we begin to reintegrate into the world post-lockdown, we're confronted with the fact that our lives are not the same as they were before 2020. And with that comes the realization that a lot of us have to relearn, rebuild, and restart. Struggling to do so myself, I wondered how other people are able to rise from the ashes of crumbled moments throughout their lifetime. I'm Rebecca Lee, and this is season two. How the fuck did you bounce back? Uh, Okay, let's get into it. What challenges in your life are you most proud of overcoming? Um, I feel like definitely like the more like like the biggest one will would probably be like a relationship based one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then I kind of like don't even think about that anymore. So I, I feel like it's something where like right now I'm so much more like career focused that I, I just, I always think of when, which is so stupid, but this is like a big challenge that like actually came out to a really nice success. Uh, so I always feel like if I'm thinking about a challenge and something that like I failed or whatever, mm-hmm. um, I, I like to at least remember that it was a positive outcome. So yeah, yeah <laughs> I, totally. So I always go back to like, uh, when I got cut from Harold night and mm-hmm. it was like, I got cut from Harold night. And then like my like boyfriend at the time broke up with me the same <sighs> weekend or whatever. So like, so like people who aren't like in the improv world or yeah. whatever, can you explain what Harold night is? So Harold night is at, um, at UCB upright citizens brigade. It's a house team that people audition for and they do improv. They do the form of the Herald, which was taught. <laughs> Um, they explain it in the beginning, every show, but you know, everybody likes to say it differently, but pretty much, yeah, it's improv and it's, uh, a lot of people's dream to like be on a Herald team. And that's why a lot of people do comedy to be able to like, uh, be on these house teams on maybe not just UCB or like other, other theaters as well. Groundlings, you know, like it's huge to be on Sunday company and all that. That was like, never like my dream. So like when I got on, I was like, all right, tight. But then like everybody hypes it up so much in your brain and you see different things that you get, you know, like my first night, after my first Herald night, I woke up the next morning, I had a text message from like a manager, another one from like some casting person. And then like, I got three emails from like agents and like reps. And I was like, oh shit, like this is, this is how it feels to feel like you're wanted in Hollywood. Mm, Right. Um, so that was like, I felt like I was like in like a, like a, a high moment or like an like it, like my career was kind of like going up and then I got cut and it was like why did it bother me because I didn't even want this but when mm. you have it you're like mm, I like this this is fun like it feels so good to be on the stage and and repping you know being what I am and what I look like and all of that so then when I failed at it which for me like it will always feel like a failure even though it's like it's something you can't ever like control and like there's so many talented people that get cut from this thing and then Mm -hmm. just make movies and actually have real careers. Um, And so I feel like that failure really, uh, that really like it like stung, it hurt, it hurt for like a good month. And like, I've never been like that kind of person that ever gets in a funk like that for something that's career-based at least. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's what inspired me to start my team SAP which is an all Latino show. And so 
that's why like i feel like i always whenever it comes to challenges or failures i'm like fuck it like if there's there's always like a little bit of a positive after so many of these things i think back to but like yeah right now that's like the biggest one because it's it's a focus in my career in my life right now yeah and it's like it's so hard to know in the moment but like oftentimes when things like crumble it's what comes after is even yes. better than the, the thing that didn't work you know what i mean it's it's so hard to know that in the moment because it's like obviously super upsetting but it's like sap is like one of the most successful shows at UCB and not only that but you're now one of the artistic directors at UCB yes. so yeah. it's like it's like okay you got got cut from Harold I don't know when even when it was but like and now you're an artistic director like it just it just like nothing's linear and it's like it's hard to remember that because you always think like growth should be linear you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or like on an upward incline but it's just like so not that it's not it's not and it's I mean and I think like something that people don't talk about when you have a failure or a challenge or whatever that is is like just like let like just live in that moment just Mm. just like be sad cry like vent about it annoy your fucking friends if you want to like say the same story three times if they're your friends I'll let you say it um and you know have that time but then yeah like you gotta fucking get up and you gotta do your thing because if you don't, then what, like, what was the point of it? Like, then why did you care about that failure? <laughs> like, you know, yeah. cause if you cared, like then do something about it. And, um, yeah, I think that, that, you know, I, I, I was, I had my sad girl, I call it my sad girl phase. And then, um, yeah, I just, I was like, fuck it, get back to work. Uh, it, it, does, <laughs> it definitely feels a little full circle, just how you said it, which is, yeah. yeah. You know, we also, I think like the more positive you are about these failures and these challenges, the like the better that bounce back is because because for real like if you're just like that's that's not to say that because like I don't like I don't like I I don't I always say this uh with my other friends that are that do have depression like I'm like I don't have depression but I do get depressed right Mm. and so I think there's such a like there's such a line with that where yeah like I think if you you are not someone that's super depressed, but like, maybe you do get sad, like sad girl, how I call it or sad boy, whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, depressed. And you stay in that slump, like so long, like then that's like, that's hard to get out. Yeah. Like like, sooner you can healthy, like health healthily. That's Mm -hmm. not a word, but I'm saying it's a word. I think it is. You can healthily, uh, like get your shit together. I'm going to say it is. I don't know. I'm (laughs) whatever I don't know I'm not a linguist but it sounds like it is um what do you do in those times or what did you do in that time or what do you do now when you are feeling depressed or low like are there certain things you do to like get yourself out of it I know you said something that's important is like allowing yourself to feel that sadness um but once you allow yourself to feel that like is there what's like what's the next step for you normally I mean yeah after feeling it I think I mean I've with everything I feel like it's different I think after like the cut and the breakup like at that moment I was like sad girl for a while and then I just like party (laughs) I just partied I just like went out and danced with my girlfriends honestly like literally like let's put glitter on our faces and put our hair in a bun and just like put some kicks and just go dance wherever that is because like that's what was making me happier like playing basketball or working out and I got even like more fit because I was just like I was doing CrossFit at the time and I uh just I, I 
didn't have stuff to do that I had to do a, a month prior. And mm -hmm. so I was like, okay, now let me like, cause you know, you, 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 we make our lives go around our careers so much, which I, I understand we have to, if we're here, like that's part of the hustle, but also like our relationships. And like, then some people do that. You put your whole life around the really, or whatever that is. And I think like, I didn't do that with my relationships, thank God. But like with my like career, I was just so like focused on, on doing the stuff and like, you know, being at the shows and do whatever that is, that world was, or at the time, I was so focused on doing that, that I don't think like I was living as much. So I just kind of let myself live a little bit, um, for the rest yeah. of the year. And then when January came, uh, we, I just, I got back to work. We had our first show and then I was like, all right, that's it. The show fucking crushed. And it was business. Like we got to like continue. We got, okay. People wanted to know when the next one was. Um, in general, that was like the more specific, uh, for that story, I guess, mm -hmm. but yeah, in general, working out basketball, just like running, like just lifting weights. Um, also just binging movies that are going to make me happy. I think, um, mm -hmm. and friends, I feel like our friends and family, just like being able to talk about anything else that has to do with like, whatever that is, that's like making you sad, or maybe it is having that fight, like getting someone to like, just listen to you and have that conversation. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't have, I'm like, I don't know. I smoke weed too. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I don't yeah, know we can't else. forget that. We can't forget that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm like, e? I don't know. Yeah, no, truly. It's like, but it sounds like for you, it's like moving your body in a way that like brings you joy, yeah. which is great because like, I feel like, um, I feel like a lot of people work out in a way that like, they don't enjoy but because yeah. they like want the end result or whatever that is whether it's like to be toned or to be bigger or to be uh, smaller or to be whatever yeah. the thing and it's like you don't enjoy like the process because you're like I don't care what it feels like as long as I can get to that thing and I feel like that's such a um through line for everything in life yeah. it's like if you're so focused on the result you are going to miss so much in the process and it's like hard because we live in such a results oriented yeah. world um, that it's hard not to get hung up with the results. But I feel like whenever I focus on process over results, I end up just having like a way better time. Yeah, it's it's to me that also feels like it's kind of like um, like I'll, I'll have like girlfriends and they'll be like like we talk you know like about like dating and this and you know um, and and they're always you know I, how do you find because I have dated people that are not like in where I work or at where like what I'm like I just truly no connection or whatever that is and they're like how do you do that like I'm like I honestly don't know how else to tell you this I'm like I meet people I feel like I've met people mostly when I'm not looking for them. So like, mm. I feel like it's that like, don't, and I know people always say that and it's like a meme and there's TikToks about it and whatever, but like, I genuinely feel like that's the same thing with the working out or with all, like, just like, don't think about it and just like do it. Cause like, I've worked out hard to try to like fit into a dress or to try to like lose those 10 pounds that I gained at whatever point I gained like a bunch of weight in the beginning of the pandemic. Cause like everybody was eating, literally eating shit and like yeah. drinking and whatever and yeah. sleeping and not working out. Um, taking it as a vacation. Mm -hmm. And um, I was like, oh, like I'm going to get super skinny really fast because like I work out and that's not how it happens because 
I had to work out in a, in my, on a computer. And I had never done that in my entire life. I've done sports my entire life. And this was the first time in so long. And I was that I, you don't go that hard. I mean, maybe some people do, but for me, it didn't. And like, what did you do? Like, what, what, what was it? It was like CrossFit, but like on Zoom. And, and it was like, we had whatever weights we had. And like, I was using like, uh, I don't even know. I think it was like, um, my boyfriend's like, computer or something or no my roommates uh at the time uh her like amp like put it to like do weights I felt yeah. ridiculous I do never I never want to do zoom workouts and I know people still do them and like good for you like more power to you like I get it a lot of people still can't really do all the stuff we're doing they're mean compromised whatever not whatever in a bad way but just like I get it there's so many things but my point is like I hate inside gyms like I need to be outside I I hate like inside place yeah and it's another like example oh yeah I mean like when I did zoom like someone was just like I just I only have cans of soup and they're like yeah just use that as weights and it's like no. what are we doing like I, yeah there's just a bunch of women or men like in like they're like in the little circles like the trainers are just like ha 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 yeah like, like people Truly. are like holding their dogs and shit it, yeah exactly it was the worst um but I feel like uh, it's another example of like because you had to try the working out that you didn't like in order yeah. to find what you did like, yep. which is yeah. just another example of like having to go through shit to like find who you are, you know, and what yeah. you enjoy. Yeah. Um, have you ever gone through a challenge where like you made it bigger than it actually was or like it didn't really exist looking back on it it was just like something that you made like that that you made bigger um I mean at the top of my head I I don't like I can't really think of something super specific but I 100% feel like I used to make like all my like sports like all my games were just like like I like even when I knew it was a team we could win like something like why am I making this so much harder like yeah. what is and it's like because it, it's some it's I feel like you as an athlete like me as an athlete like I'm used to like the suffering and the pain of the sport um where like even like more as an adult like I remember like like getting hurt like in like my like intramural like here like in my like the rec league basketball and like the, the the girls are like no 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 like comes and I'm like no it's fine I'll keep going and it's like why like why like this doesn't I pay to play mm. this basketball game and like why am I making this so much harder and challenging for like everything when I could just chill and then ice my knee or whatever that yeah. is yeah um I'm like yeah like but I but like we're so used to like when you're young like your your coaches are like you gotta keep going and like don't give up and like play through the pain and it's like no you don't always have to play through the mm-hmm. pain or like live through that pain or like go through whatever but yeah yeah did, w- did you like your coaches growing up I've had some interviews where people like loved their coaches and other people were like I quit my sport because of my coach in high school like you know, that's how bad it was I had a mix honestly I mean I've had coaches that literally have like like not pushed me against the wall but like I'm like I'm like well, well here I am the wall's behind me and they're like pissed off and they were yelling and they're like spitting in my face and like I know some people maybe don't react to that maybe I did I I don't know either way I just like was I was always also like very like I was the like the captain or I was always like a like one of the best ones on the team if not the captain or a leader in all the teams that I ended up like playing um because I'm very competitive and if I'm not good at something I just won't do it so Mm. (laughs) I'm like I'm just like that's fine I don't 
foot soccer. Nope. I don't do that. Nope. Mm, nope I can't mm-hmm. coordinate my feet like that. Great. Um, but I, I feel like, I don't know. I need, I like the hard coaching. I do. I don't know if that is a traumatic thing because of like growing up, um, you know, as a Latina and with a lot of men and, uh, playing all these sports always. And like, just used to that, that aggress aggressiveness, which yeah. for sure I have as well as like in myself, like I have aggressiveness because of like that come up and in, in yeah. the sports world with men. I always played with the boys because sometimes the girls wouldn't uh want to like the girls wouldn't want to hang out with me or they were doing other stuff. So I was like, yeah. all right, that's fine. I'll go play with the boys. Yeah. I'll follow them up. While while we're talking about like growing up, like what what was the, what was growing up like for you? Like what what was your like who did you live with? Do you have any siblings? Like all that yeah. shit. I want to um, know it all. <laughs> I'm like so. Um, I was born and raised in Miami, 305 till I die. Yes, baby. Stay I also reppin'. was born. I also was born in Miami, 305, baby. Wait, you were? Mm-hmm. How did I not know this? Yeah, I was born in Miami. I I spent like most of my um like you know teen like my teen years and stuff in Jacksonville but like Miami is like where I'm where I was born and like where oh hell yeah oh my god okay yeah wait wait so you didn't go to high school then you went to all that was in Jacksonville yeah exactly okay I got you okay my my both my parents went to um Palmetto Palmetto okay yeah 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 that's yeah okay cool yeah well I'm like yeah I (laughs) so born and raised Miami um my we had it's we're six siblings in total i'm kind of like the middle childish um yeah um cuban loud wild crazy family um they're all funnier than me and yet i'm the one here doing comedy (laughs) um uh yeah very much characters very close family we all like still talk we're on threads and all of that and you know it's uh it's uh it's just very, very uh, opinionated people, mm-hmm. I would say. We all have like an opinion on everything. You're, sure. There's no one in my family that is quiet and is gonna ever not have an opinion on something. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I do think I get a lot of that from all of them as well. Uh, I did sports. My parents, um, they they were married, but then they got divorced. When they got divorced, I lived with my dad um, for like, more, I feel like the like, my like eighth grade and then going into high school a little bit more, but then it was very much like back and forth. It was like, whatever. My parents were pretty chill about that. Like I didn't have to always be at someone's on the weekends, which I know that was like a really strict thing for a lot of my other friends growing up, yeah. which I loved that flexibility with them. But mm-hmm. I think they had to, cause we all did sports. And so they were just always driving us places like to school, to sports. And then all over, like literally from like Coconut Grove to mm. Tamiami, whatever mm-hmm. basketball. Um, and yeah, I'm like, I, I'm, I always wanted to, I, I, I have always wanted to do different things, but I feel like one of the things I always wanted to do was like, I always wanted to be like the first woman in the NBA. That was my like one goal growing up. And then I was like, when I like realized I'm as in, a, in high school, I'm like, oh, I'm not that good. Like I'm good, but like, I'm not even at all. Like I, I could never like go play at Duke or anything or nothing like hardcore. Was so, that a hard thing to like realize though? Yeah, that sucked. So maybe that is a thing. There you go. I'm like, yeah, I was like, for sure. Like I'm going to play basketball in college and then I'll go, I'll come to LA and like be an actress. Like that was my plan. Mm-hmm. But 
I also got like hurt, like my shoulder got hurt playing volleyball from serving. And uh, that always came, that season always came before basketball. And then uh, my knees are like trash. I was not supposed to continue playing basketball after, like once I was gonna be a freshman, like a doctor literally was like, no, you're gonna have bad knees. And my dad was like, bueno, Raisa, you know, it's your decision. Do you wanna, <laughs> do you wanna play? Or you don't want to play, but you know, if you don't play, you, I don't, it's, you have to do something else to work out. Okay. Because <laughs> again, listen, it's, it's a thing like that body dysmorphia comes from where you yeah. fucking like grow up and Miami Ugh, is I so relate. superficial. Mm-hmm. So like, that's for sure. Part of why I'm sure I work out like in the back of my head as well. Like I like, yeah, I'm obsessed with like, not obsessed in a bad way, but like obsessed with like feeling and like wanting to be healthy and yeah. healthy as well. And then you uh, like add, add to it the pressure of of looking a certain way as a woman in our society and it's just like Mm. how does any some days I'm just like how does anybody function like how does any person get through the day especially if you're um not a member of like the quote-unquote privileged group you know what I mean it's just like how the fuck how how is I'm like how is everybody doing this I don't sucks yeah yeah it's and it's all it's all I'm like I feel like I like went from like five different stories to another one but that's like like the whole point of this (laughs) podcast we jump around all over the place great and I will say like 10,000 times so that's Uh, fine no um no but um yeah it's funny you say that because like the whole yeah you're right like even even doing comedy like people also have an image of what you should look like oh my god one thousand percent I had to deal with that I had to be like do I really want to do this thing because I am very much changing my aesthetic yeah uh (laughs) based on what people are comfortable with me looking like in order to get laughs and it's like am I willing to sacrifice that part of myself for this and like I was for a while and I like over pandemic I was like what I'm no longer willing to do that like Mm -hmm. if that means you're not gonna laugh or if that means I'm not funny anymore then I guess I'm not funny anymore because I I want to be the fullest version of my authentic self and feel comfortable in that space you know what I mean did you experience something similar like having feeling like you had to look a certain way to be quote-unquote funny or whatever oh yeah 100% I I mean coming up 100% everybody would always comment on my outfits and how I dressed um like in what way just like whether like if it was fashion oh you're so fashionable it's like I don't I'm not allowed to like dress cute and this is like what you yeah. think is cute might be different from what I think is cute like you want to wear your cargo shorts and your Crocs and like a t-shirt like that's fine I'm more power to you but also like I am true to myself I am Raisa Licea, born and raised in Miami and listen I had to like also like dress how that was growing up and be myself and find my style whatever that was you know and we I'm not gonna like come to LA and be fucking fake and not mm-hmm. not dress with like I don't know much showing my stomach on stage or mm-hmm. whatever that is like I've been I've been told so many things when I got on Herald Night the amount of people that told me don't wear makeup don't like put lipstick on don't try to like look pretty um because people won't think you're funny they're not going to respect you as a comedian they're not going to respect respect you as a woman on stage um men are gonna try you know to just like walk all over you or like they'll like make just comments about you looking good and um they're gonna over sexualize you like all these things were told to me before that but even like more so when I got on that on that that 
platform of that stage or whatever Mm -hmm. that level and it was so disheartening because I was like fuck like I do I listen to these people because these are maybe some people that are on stage already or like are people that are like I should be listening to for these like quick tips or whatever right um and also they were like don't like dress super like you dress like don't like feel like you have to dress I never I'll tell you right now I never repeated not one outfit on Herald Night the whole year I was there and I'm like nobody probably could fucking say that shit yeah oh for sure I'm like but I don't care and you know what listen again after that first night I had a bunch of people hit me up and maybe it was because I was taking it seriously like as well at the same time like if you're gonna give me this opportunity that I didn't even like think about that I like I was like okay fine it's my first year I can audition and I get on Woo, wonderful. Like that feels great. I'm just going to be myself. Myself got on. That feels wonderful. Lovely. Like I'm going to stay true to that because why the fuck? Like you didn't cast, like you didn't want me because I was wearing flannel. I can't even wear a flannel shirt on stage. I will tell you because everybody will, like every time I've done it, people will be like, somehow I become a chola to every, like in a scene somehow, or I get like a name thrown out to me and it was very triggering. So like, I just, I don't wear flannel on stage. I don't ever. like that at all. I know it's terrible. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't like that at all. I don't like any, honestly, I mean, I don't know. It's hard. I, I don't like getting, I don't like men in general get talking about my looks in any way. Yeah. If it's like a woman who's like complimenting my outfit, then I'm like, all right, fuck yeah. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if it's, a, I'm such a bitch. I'm like, if it's a dude, I'm like, what do you want? Like, <laughs> you're saying that for what? Like, it's what so, and, do I owe and, you something <laughs> 100% you're like you're a very beautiful woman and the thing is that like you have grown up in a like your life has like like that's a different trigger for you you know what I mean and right, I, exactly. I, I very much can relate to that in a different way where like and it's not because of what I think I look like or whatever but um like again even like in Miami like it's just like it's like everybody like they hit on like they hit on you next to your mom like it's mm-hmm. just so, so like again out here like where I'm when I come to like you know think that okay great like nobody cares what I fucking look like it's about like me being funny and then I'm being told this and that or like I had like a picture up as my like my my UCB picture was like a picture of me with like this like little like like lace like rom uh, I don't know it was just a very like kind of glamour shots but it was it looked ridiculous that was the whole point and like it was like my picture mm-hmm. and like I got roasted in my first meeting about it. I was like oh my god shit I can't do nothing right here bro like fuck um, yeah why uh, why what made you want to stay if people were like saying I mean I guess it's a career thing right like you got the, I mean the yeah emails be- from well, yeah, because yeah. everybody hypes it up and they make you feel like this is, and obviously you get, yeah, I got like, I got like my commercial rep. I like started getting meetings with managers and, you know, I was, I, before I had rep, I was, I went in for like a bunch of like huge series, regular roles that like I had never in my life had the opportunity to even like walk in those rooms. So UCB did do that for me by, 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 I guess, putting me on that Herald team. And I like, I would never take that back, but also you know what I loved about it was being like oh fuck like I'm the first bilingual Latina that's ever been put on this like how am I being told this great wonderful like wait that's cool. you were yeah like bilingual yeah because there's been other Latinas on New York and and LA but I think um bilingual yeah wow I don't know, that's what I was told I don't again if I'm wrong please someone yeah, yeah, yeah. me I'm no, like no no but that's Pero si puede venir y hacer un en español, entonces dime. <laughs> Um, but, uh, what's it called? Sorry. Um, but yeah, I think, um, 
sorry I lost my train of thought I know it's okay have you but you didn't but did you ever like listen to the people that were like you need to dress like a little bit like don't wear makeup or like tone it down or whatever version of that that they said to you did you ever like listen to it or no 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 because I just don't give a fuck and you know what maybe that's part of why I got cut you know like I'm not I'm not gonna play that game of like we all have to look like basic as fuck and plain I'm not gonna like not try to like stand out it's not that I was trying to stand out it's not my fault like if I walk in a room and I stand out because everybody's fucking white like I don't know what to tell you dude like or because my my whatever quote-unquote accent just like is like super new to you whatever that is um but I so no I did not listen um I I very much was myself and I still do that till this day for my SAP shows I dress up because it's my show with the boys Mm -hmm. like it's our show like we are on stage and when it doesn't matter like if it's like not my, like when I'm on stage, like it's still part, like I, this is also my show. And I think mm-hmm. I need to represent myself no matter what. And if I want to look good, I want to look good. Like I, like I, I do get emails and I do get people that hit me up for whatever that is after shows all the time. And maybe it is now because that they're like, okay, cool. Like she's funny, but maybe she, oh, great. We don't, we don't have to provide wardrobe, <laughs> but I'm like, I'm kidding. But like, I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is, it feels so much better now, like knowing that, I get so many compliments on the on what I wear on how I do my makeup to the point that like now I have like a Latina makeup artist that does my makeup artist she, I mean has done my makeup for a few of the SAP shows Monica Tapia and like she's always just like having so much fun and I was like if anybody ever did this on like a Herald night when I was there, like you know they would have freaked out like why do you have little diamond sparkles on your eyebrows like, right like how dare you take attention from any other man on this stage truly and that's like, I don't play that game. Like I, 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 I know what machismo, machismoism is and like in the Latino world. And I don't, I don't need that. Like in my comedy world, I don't need. Yeah. Did you, like. did you experience that growing up? Was that like a, uh, like something that you saw or had oh, to deal yeah. with? Men are always telling you what to wear. Uh, really? Yes. How to look, whether, uh, um, whether they like you with makeup on, whether they don't, I, I don't really wear makeup. That is one thing that I'm like, and, but I'm also like, I don't have anything. I don't have anything against people that wake up and want to put a fucking full face. Guess what? My hands shake. I can't do the wing eyeliner. Like, so that's on me. While you could do the wing eyeliner, I could shoot a three pointer. Right? Like, we right. all have things. And Ooh, so- I love that. That's a good fucking soundbite. <laughs> there you go. But it's true, you know. And like, I feel, I feel that you know, everybody just people just have so many fucking opinions on everybody. Mm-hmm. And I think that I don't know if it's that I'm so, because I have had this conversation actually with some friends where like, we're similar in this, this same like thing where like, we feel like so many people always have a, I'm like, why do, why do I, why, like, I don't ask for these opinions. I don't say, Hey, what did you think about my outfit? That, no, I don't. And so like so many people will have these opinions on us. Right. But yet for some reason, I felt like I was getting so many vocally sent to me. And I was speaking on this with my friend, actually, like a month ago, we were having a brunch and she was like I honestly think it's because like you're just kind of like so like open and like people feel like comfortable talking to you so maybe they feel like they can say this to you and they re- they don't realize like it's actually not cool what they're saying and I'm like sure that's it but that's probably that I mean maybe that's probably it I don't know what it is I, I've had someone say know. something similar to me kind it's of, like well right? you're just like open you're just like an open person and I'm like well then I'm gonna stop being this open because I don't want like all yeah. of that coming at me like or 
or too confident, you know? Yeah, and it's like, yeah, I don't, yeah. Like, like just because just because I have confidence doesn't mean I'm not not confident. Sometimes, like, totally. So many moments that I'm not confident. There's been so many moments that I look like I'm on that stage and I look confident as fuck, and deep down inside, I'm dying, as mm-hmm. many of us are. But you know, it's it's Hollywood, and it's once you're on stage, I have to fucking snap that shit out, whatever mm-hmm. that is, and just play play game or not (laughs) yeah absolutely so like what type of like who who did you experience toxic masculinity from just like your peers growing up or like the machismo like um yeah I just think yeah but and you know I will say it's not only men um unfortunately Mm. also women kind of uh I feel like at least in Miami when I you know growing up it's it has obviously I hate that it's changing it is it is sure yeah yeah shit is changing but you know um a while ago yeah like you'd still have like women like siding with like yeah no that like that's too tight or like like here okay so like out here you know everybody like I said like not everybody but like a lot of my comedy friends they're like oh like they don't work out they're not into fitness right so they'll always like be like oh my god like they'll compliment my body and like I don't care because like they're you know I don't like sure like give me whatever you want to say like great you're my friend we can talk and like you know that I'm I'm okay with that right but like I go to Miami and like it's always uh they'll tell you whether you can wear this outfit <laughs> well if they like it they'll be like oh it's good but like also but if you had bigger boobs or you know it's oh it's mm. just always it's always something it's literally always something so I feel like it doesn't like there's just no winning there people always find like something even when they're giving you a compliment they're still like passive aggressive right. and I feel like that's just it's just like I don't know Miami's petty I love you Miami so much but you petty you how, so- how has that affected you like as an adult <laughs> oh well like as much as you don't want to care or think about what people are thinking you're always thinking about it but you're also not yeah. like like it's like I don't I don't know like it's so hard because I feel like we're always in, we're, I mean, there's always different positions where people are just like looking at us, right? We're on stage, we're on a mm-hmm. podcast. We're like talking to right. people. Maybe we're next to like a famous friend or whatever that is. Right. And I'm like, it's just so hard to like, not even at in like moments of those, like those moments to be like, fuck is someone like, are they looking at me? Are they looking at their what, whatever, you know, like that weird mm-hmm. shit that goes into your brain. And it's like taking that out is so hard, yeah. but I think that, the more you grow and the more like confidence in yourself, it's not about like confidence of what they want. It's confidence of what you want. Yeah. There's a difference. There's a difference between like what I want you people to think I am or look like or feel or whatever than what I want. It's like, I always think about that. Um, check on your strong friends, uh, like how people post that. Mm-hmm. And I, I relate to that all the time because so many friends will come to me to like talk and vent. And I'm like, I now know I like I know like I know friends that I can go to invent you know what I'm saying we're like not everybody's that friend and that's mm-hmm. fine but like there are people that like know like I'm a strong ass bitch but I've cried in front of them so many times mm-hmm. and they're like they you know so they know to check on you right but mm-hmm. not everybody's gonna do that because they see they you know they see Rebecca and she dresses cute and she <laughs> has this beautiful blonde hair and oh my god look at those teeth and her lip what you right and like she's oh my god she's so hot and it's like no like everybody has stuff it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. like it doesn't matter if like and like and like that whole like you're a 10 in LA or you're a this or whatever like yeah like everything is different like that girl you think is 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 whatever you know cute Mm -hmm. like in Miami they don't think that or whatever yeah Oklahoma they're like don't give me that Latino like I want I like my women 
skinny with no booty and that's fine right. and that's okay like great like I'm like whatever but mm-hmm. then don't make a comment on mine that's all I don't want right yeah and I yeah. think that's a lot growing up in Miami they talk about your body so much that like coming out here it's 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 like yeah your body dysmorphia fucks with you even more yeah I I too experienced body body dysmorphia because I've had eating disorders in in the past in my life and it's like to like even now when I know people are trying to be like um complimentary when they went mm-hmm. like when like let's say like a woman will come up to me and be like oh like will like hug me oh my gosh you're so skinny or whatever and I'm like this yeah. sucks because for for many reasons but like the first thing I can think of is like oh cool you've given me positive reinforcement for something that like should yeah. not have positive reinforcement for me like mm-hmm. maybe other people can deal with that but as soon as yeah. I hear like skinny equals good I'm like okay I'm just gonna keep then I'm gonna keep behaving in a way that's gonna make me skinny because you're yeah. complimenting it and like yeah. yeah that's partially on me but also it's like I just am like over the point where people are complimenting or like just talking about people's bodies in general. I'm just yeah. like, let's, let's just not like, let's yeah. just not do it. Um, yeah. I'm like, unless you're my friend or we're at the gym. That is one thing where like, I'm like, when I'm at like, at like, <clears throat> excuse me, the gym that I was going to rise fitness, it's, um, it was like seven people max. So like it's, but it's also not like, Hey, like what, it's not like that creepy bro mm. kind of vibe. It's like, it's like, Hey, like, Hey, whatever, you know, whatever your name is, I'm not going to put them on blast. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, you know, like, um, you're looking really great. Like I've noticed you've been coming like every day, just like me, like it feels good to like, see like the changes, like you're like, are like that you have wanted for your goals, like that kind of shit. Like, mm-hmm. great. Like, I know what your goal is. Like I have my goals, like everybody has theirs. And like, as long as like you feel comfortable with that, that's great. But if you don't, then don't fucking talk about people's bodies. Cause yeah. we're still living even as much as open as body positivity is. I watch girls on TV sometimes. I'm like, oh my God, she looks really thin, right? And I'm not judging her. And I'm like, I I wonder like, like, like I hope that she doesn't think that she needs, like it's like an actress, mm. like from a season one to a season two. Sorry, I should have started. Like, you know, where you can tell like the yeah. difference. I'm like, I hope that she knows like she just, she looks so beautiful in that season one. Like, I hope it's not because of that. Because when you watch yourself on screen too, like, it's just it's it doesn't like it's it doesn't matter it, it, you, you notice every you notice every. every single thing my skin's not good enough yep. my nose yeah. is not good what whatever yeah. your fucking things are it's oh. just like every time it, it just time. like is so much h- harder when you're like seeing yourself um yeah. yeah oh no it happens to be every after every sap show i look at the pictures and i'm just like like the, the at the night, everybody's like, oh my God, I look so fit. You look like whatever. My friends and, you know, like, or certain mm-hmm. like fans will come and they see like, I've, I'll post my accountability stuff. And like some of the, like a lot of them actually have like been like message, have messaged me like that I've inspired them to keep going or whatever that is. And yeah. it feels weird to even say that. Cause I'm like, I'm not a fitness influencer or none of that. But I think they're just like, cool. This is like a normal girl. I think it's funny. And like, is doing her thing. And like, cool. Like she finds time to work out. I can too. Is that vibe? Mm-hmm. I am so hard. Like it's, it's so crazy. Cause it's like, I'll have such a fun show. I'm like, oh my God, that was such a good set. Oh my God. SAP. We had so much fun. We killed the improv. We killed the everything. Like everybody was so good. And then the next day, whenever I look at the pictures, I'm like, oh, I see this. I hate this. I hate that and it's like how do we overcome that I I how do we I mean I I think I just I don't know I know like the world wants us all to like find this like final like the not final like this like just like be one and happiness and like wake up and like say these manifest and all these positive things and like we could be doing we we have all the tricks in the book Mm -hmm. whether you have money or not or whatever you there's so many things 
but I just feel like in the end, unfortunately, I don't know if it's because growing up as a woman of color or whatever that is, like, it's just so hard to get to like there. I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's easier for other people. I don't know. I honestly don't know if it's easier for a straight cis white man. Maybe I don't know, but I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's anything like that or if it's because of money. I don't know if it's a class thing. I don't know what that Mm -hmm. is because, you know, people talk about you have money, whatever doesn't make you happy. But I'm like, damn, when I get, when I make a little bit of money, it does make me fucking happy. Right. Like, I'm like, yeah, I could, I could, I'd be like, let me pay for dinner. Let me get you whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. let me buy this. Right. But, um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if there's a place where we actually are 100% content. I think therapy is just something that comes and goes. I don't think we have to be in therapy every day of our, you know, lives or week, maybe. Some yeah. people do. I don't know. Every Everybody's so different, obviously. Like, I'm speaking so, like, vaguely, but then I, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I just... I, don't, I, don't, I wish yeah. I had more answers, but I just feel like, I don't know. I don't know if we'll ever be there. And that's not trying to be negative considering yeah. I'm such a positive fucking person, like truly. Yeah. yeah. But, I get uh, what you're saying. Uh, I totally get it. And it's like, I've, I have, I think that, I mean, this is probably a controversial opinion, but I don't really fucking care. I feel like you can be working on yourself too much. And I only say that uh. from my perspective because like the amount of like therapy I do and um, meditation and programs and like like just uh, it sometimes I feel like a fucking self-help project yeah yeah and I just want to exist without constantly feeling like I need to better myself um and I'm sure that's gonna be controversial but it's like when you start feeling like a self-help project your self-esteem is no longer going up like it is going down you can do so much to work on yourself to the point where your self-esteem is not going up you know what I mean which is crazy because I was always like yeah go ahead no sorry I'm like I was gonna say like also like how much of like the stuff that like sucks quote unquote right like sucks about us that we like is like what literally gives us our comedy our passion to do Mm -hmm. whatever that is like sucking maybe or like hate whatever that is that like fucking thing that is in our brain sometimes just makes you just like go 360 and discover something else that you needed so Mm -hmm. I think we need to like just feel when that is like when that happens just go for it right and just Mm -hmm. yeah let that let I don't know I I agree I don't know I think you could do do too much also like doing too much is like then that makes you like stressed out and you know yeah people people go to AA and then um like I have a lot of friends that are sober and they're like yeah well like I don't drink but like I smoke cigarettes or I fucking I have to drink coffee or like I need like this sugar whatever like mm-hmm. and I'm not saying like addiction is a different thing you know but like we're we're allowed to you know jump on another thing and another one and it's okay I think that mm-hmm. society still puts so much on us even though they're like they put a lot on us but then also like don't they're like so much so much but like back off take it easy Be yeah. it's like I'm like what do you I don't I like don't like hustle everybody needs to hustle and then it's like no like hustling is like this and I'm like I, yeah. I don't know like I don't know what to do bro like I've been like I, I, I sit in my house I, I can't like when I have nothing to do I freak out like I'm like I don't know what to do I don't know to, like I get like I need to do something mm-hmm. so like that hustle thing I can I would never repost don't like not hustle because I'm always gonna be hustling and it's so hard not to. I speak super fast because I'm like at a 10 all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think it's like with anything, it's like finding the balance between things. It's like yes. you could go too like hard on something and you can go too easy on something. But mm-hmm. when you can find a balance, I feel like yeah. then you kind of the flow is, is there. 100. Um, and it's also like 
social media isn't real. Like I like like we're comparing ourselves against something that isn't real. It's not real. Like it's it's on so many levels. One, it's like everything has a filter. Everything's photoshopped. Every you know that that's like one level of it. And then another level is that like people think that they know you because they see your social media and they're like, oh, this they're like this. This is who they are. And it's like, nah, dude. It's like a platform for yeah. I mean you can use it however you want some people use it like for their brand some people use it for like being in like their art or like yeah. you know what I mean it, it, it's just one side of you some people just use it for fun like but it's not who you are yeah you know? no it's that's so true I think it's I mean again listen I experienced that with with uh, doing even with doing the show like it's like something where it's like some so many people are like surprised of like you know the like business that or like how like we book people and it's like no like I've I've been like I've been working I've been booking I've been doing events since I was in Miami my dad did like you don't if you don't ask me you don't want to know about my life that's fine but like my dad like did the biggest Latino festival in the world after Brazil because Brazil <laughs> Brazil is just bigger but like yeah. it, it was the US Cayocho is the biggest one and like he was in charge of it for many years and I helped run I was like 12 years old like telling 180 people that were adults what to do and like running shit so when like you know people ask those questions it's funny because sometimes you're like oh great like now I can actually answer you and give you like this like like I do, like I, I do have this, you know, experience for like whatever that was for the show, you know, different things mm-hmm. where I think people just don't know, like maybe they think comedians just don't have any other experience of making people laugh, but we have right. so many talents. We, we do more than just like get on stage and make you laugh and write whatever. Like there's, there's people that like are like fucking scientists and shit and they like totally and I'm or, like, or people who are lawyers, doctors. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah so people think- don't get it. And it's also like, I feel like people, and I'm just speaking from personal experience, so maybe not everybody experiences this, but like, as soon as you kind of, for me, as soon as I kind of stepped outside of comedy and like followed some of my other interests that I had, Mm -hmm. people are like, what's, what's happening? What's she doing? No, this isn't right. She, Mm -hmm. oh, I guess she's not, I guess she's not that into comedy or like, I get like, you know what I mean? And it's like, no, you can, you can do more than one thing. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Like, I mean, with the show, like I, I've been producing it already since what, like we were, ooh, I'm like, this is like our third technically year, if you don't count the pandemic years, but mm-hmm. then if you do, then that's like six or five, I don't know, numbers. Um, But it's something where like, I, now I'm like, oh, like, I guess now I like, yeah, like I do produce, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, and it's, I had, there was a producer that went to our show that he produces like big specials and in the middle of our show like it felt really nice and validating because he came up to me he was like he just like kind of stopped me and he does like like he's done special like huge specials and produced them for like big stand-up comedians and more um for hbo and other stuff and he was like hey i don't know if anybody's like told you but like you're a fucking boss like you're a fucking holy shit like you're a producer like when i had that when i got that email from you i was like damn I don't have it. I don't have no questions. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like I pride myself on my emails. I love that nobody, I'm like, I want to answer everything, but more. I want to see this. In, so they don't I want to see this email now. I need to see what it was. All, because I give all the information for like literally the show, everything, like literally everything. Because I'm like, I've gotten those emails when I booked the show and I'm like, but where is it? But what, but where do I park? Like, like again, I just want to know in this, just, I want to know as much as I can. And you have a parking map or what, whatever that is. Yeah. Um. So I was like, oh, thank you. And then he like, obviously saw me just running around and running around the whole like theater up and down and dealing with everybody. And then at the end of the show, he goes, 
Oh my God, shit, I didn't even know you were the host and you perform? Oh my God, you are funny. You're funny and you produce shit. And I was like, it was just like one of those things. And like, I'm not saying that to like humble brag, like swear, but it's like, sometimes you feel like you're like working your ass off for like something that like you just said, like people are like, that's weird. Like, does she not yeah. want to like, does she not want to perform or whatever? You know, it's like, yeah. no, like it's, I'm just good at this. And like, sometimes like when somebody sees like, oh shit, you're like, they val he validated that night for me, at least like a little bit of my feelings of like, okay, like you're doing all of this stuff, but you also like, you're killing it on stage. You're, that's not, you're not taking away from like your creative part, which is hosting, interviewing the guests and performing. Yeah. So like that felt very nice to happen. I'm like, of course, sometimes of course. I'm like, oh my God, I do this all for like, so yeah, like, for so little money. <laughs> yeah, totally. And I, I, that's just like kind of the life of an artist. It's like yeah. what we signed up for. Like, yeah. at least me, it's like, I, I, I never expected, or I don't expect to be like a fucking bajillionaire, nor would I want that. But like, I, if I always have to like work, do multiple things, like if I need to write, act, and make art to, like, get by, then that's what yeah. I do. You know what yeah. I mean? And, like, I, I can't do anything else. I don't want to. So it's, like, you yeah. know, it's kind of what we signed up for. Um, <laughs> as we wrap up, yes. is there anything that you've learned throughout your life when it comes to, like, having hit low points or just having experienced challenges? Any, like, words of wisdom that you would want to relay to people experiencing or going through something similar? Um, I, my boyfriend is a big Kobe fan and, uh, he's born and raised LA boy. So obviously, um, and I've always loved Kobe, but since we've been together, like he always gives me like a lot. I'm like, there's so many, I don't, I don't know them by memory. I'm not gonna lie. It's one of those things where like, I see it and I know it's, but like, I feel like he's someone that was also like, uh, looked as like oh like you're like like you're going against like what we do here like oh you like you're it's all about you or like you know and it's not it's uh he's just you know he's he's a boss and he knew how to like motivate people and like he worked hard and I think like he has a lot of quotes that can help you if you're feeling down um but one that we say in Spanish is lo que está ti, nadie te lo quita. what's meant for you nobody can take it away from you it sounds mm -hmm. better in Spanish because it's like like, again, everything happens for a reason as much as like you believe if you believe in God, you believe in like the spirits, the whatever it is or you don't, whatever. I at least for me, I think everything happens for a reason. You're put in places for a reason. You book that job for a reason as much as, you know, uh, you wanted it. Somebody else, if you didn't book that job, the other person, that was their job. Like that, that was for them. And mm -hmm. and like yours is is somewhere but whatever that I don't know so I think like a lot of what keeps me going <laughs> when I'm like down as fuck whether it's like getting so close to like that role because there have been those moments for me where I'm like fuck like this could have been my career change hell yeah and I don't get it and it's okay it's okay but I think like focusing more on just like that's fine let's on to the next one kind of like mm -hmm. just on to the next one and like you're still here doing it. So there's so many people that I know so many people that have left LA. Like, oh yeah. Like before the pandemic and in the pandemic anymore. And I'm just like, man, if you're fucking here, like, just like, like go for it. Like, if you really want this shit, like do it. Like you'll find, you will find that thing, whatever that is. I don't know what it is, but you'll find that person or that thing or whatever. And it'll happen if you work hard 
and you're good and you believe in yourself as cheesy as that sound no it's like and it goes hand in hand with like trusting both the process the universe Mm -hmm. and yourself you know yeah 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 oh 100 because again all these like down situations i would have maybe not has i maybe if i stayed on herald night maybe sap show wouldn't have been as successful. It would have happened for sure because I had emails before I got cut about it, but Mm -hmm. maybe it would. And like, I now have so many cool contacts and friends. And I I mean, I've made friends. I've made like people that have put, I've made money. I've paid my bills because I got cut from Harold Knight and had a AP. Like I literally have made some of the most money on things after getting cut. And it's like, Again, it's such a stupid, it's so it's, and I say that I'm the, I'm a new AD here. And like, I say it in a, and like, it's stupid. Like, don't put all, like, don't put on that. Like truly like, don't like, don't just do you. And like, don't, don't let people just one or two or three or four. Now people decide mm-hmm. whether you should be doing what you're doing. Like people make mistakes all the fucking time. And honestly, thank God they make these mistakes because that's why we have so many people in our world that have like either like created something built something like uh, started or we're like the actor coming whatever that is doesn't matter like there's so many worlds we can go in this but just just i don't know i see those stories and i like them like they've they yeah. they remind me that like yeah that shit happens and i we interview people like that all the time on mm-hmm. stage and like you hear it live and i'm like fuck okay it happened for you okay it can happen for mm-hmm. anybody <laughs> totally Totally. Um, well, thank you so much for your time. This has been such a treat. Uh, I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of How the Fuck Did You Bounce Back with guest Riza Lisea. I'm starting this new thing where I do a talk back after each episode to kind of like go over the things that stood out to me. I did a version of this in season one. Um, I'm going to do it a little bit differently in this season, but let's talk about it. Okay, so The things that stood out to me first is like that growth isn't linear, right? Like we always have this idea that it's an upward trajectory growth, but it's not. It's it's it has like peaks and valleys like everything else in life. So I thought that was very interesting. Um, What else did Riza say? She said, allow yourself to be sad for a little bit before getting up and going back to your life. Um, Oh, I loved this one. So her and I talked a little bit about the fact that you can discover what your values are and what you're willing to tolerate from loss because it's like you don't know how you want to be treated or don't want to be treated until you are treated the way you don't want to be treated, you know? And like, that's the way that we can discover what our values are and form boundaries. So I thought that was very interesting. Um, uh, Rice also said the more positive about our failures we are, the better the bounce back is, which I think is very important um very hard to do in the moment to stay positive about a failure but if you can zoom out a little bit and get a little bit different of a perspective um that could be definitely helpful oh don't let something consume you so much that you don't have time to live life and that was kind of about like when you are so focused on this one thing the sole thing that you can't live your life to the fullest because of it that is potentially an issue um and also was going to make you know, a quote unquote failure that much harder because you have nothing else that you've been working on. Um, Talking about your feelings is important, whether that's like with a therapist or friends or family. And then we spent a little bit of time talking about getting respect as a comedian and as a woman and as a person. Um, We talked about that if you as a woman and I I speak because this is my perspective. Everybody has a different perspective. This is mine. Um, 
you know, as a woman and as a, a comedian, we talked about how people say you need to not wear makeup. You need to dress plain. Um, you need to, you know, act a certain way, post certain things, because if you don't, people won't respect you as a comedian or as a woman and they won't think you're funny. And that's fucking hard, man, because you know, not all of us fit into that mold of like not wearing makeup and wearing clothes that are um, on the more simple side. And, you know, we should be able to have just as much stage time and get just as much, much laughter out of out of the audience. Um, ooh, we talked about like not dimming your light. So don't change to make everyone else around you comfortable, which is hard, right? Because sometimes we just want to be liked and to be liked if you're palatable you're going to get more people to like you, right? Because you're just even keeled. But if that's not you, then, you know, try to, I don't know, at least for me, I'm like, you know what? I'm not a palatable person and I'm fine with that. And I'm just going to exist the way I am because it feels a lot better than trying to be something that I'm not, Um, which kind of ties into the next thing, which is like, you know, there is no winning whatever you do, some people are going to like it and some people aren't. You're never going to do something where every single person agrees or every single person is on the same page as you. So it's like, remember, like you're always going to make someone upset or mad. Just like do the best you can with your own values and your own morals. And that's, that's really all you can do. Um, checking on your strong friends also important because Riza was saying like, Oh, you know, I'm a very confident and strong woman, but like I have times where like I need, someone to lean on too. Um, so that's super important. So if you're listening to this, check on your strong friends. And then we kind of wrapped up the episode with Riza saying like, what's meant for you, nobody can take away from you, which is so vital because it's like, oh, if you didn't book a job, it wasn't for you. It was for the person who booked the job. And that can go with anything in life, like a relationship. If this relationship didn't work out, then it was not the relationship for you. And it's the relationship for someone else, which is, again, all these things are so hard to recognize in the moment. Um, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, but hopefully some of these tips and things that I learned in this episode can help you in the future. <laughs> 